Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? This is Brenda Shoshana returning with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Good morning, and what a day it is, right? <laughs> what a week it's been. What a turn we're looking at. Turn of the road, turn of the tide. What, what an enormous world we're waking up to today. And again, it's just everyday life, even though in our mind, oh my goodness, all kinds of scenarios are certainly rolling around. We sometimes call those scenarios catastrophic expectations. So those scenarios are, are presenting themselves of doom. I mean, one person saying one thing, one person saying another. So many messages, so many reactions. Of course, there's a bottom line, facts to absorb, precautions to be taken in a calm, measured manner. The real virus, of course, is the fear, the terror that we're going through. And God willing, this can be lessened, lessened, dissolved, resolved. I want to talk today, uh, my title actually for today is a wonderful, wonderful quote by Lao Tzu of all people who are beautiful teachings of the Tao. And he, he says something so relevant, I think, for today and for our Zen Wisdom podcast. His, he, his comments are, these teachings are easy to follow, though no one follows. <laughs> and my comment to his comment is, too bad. Really, too bad. Let me repeat his wonderful teaching. These teachings are easy to follow, though no one follows. Not at all. You know, we seem the big joke, it's a joke in a way, a strange joke of practice, every practice, not just Zen practice, but all practice. Whatever we're doing, whatever we're undertaking, that at the simpler it is, seems to be the harder it is for us to grasp it, and certainly the harder it is for us to actually live it. Imagine that, really to live a practice. Hmm. You know, we, we, we hear all kinds of teachings, all kinds of words, all kinds of guidance, all kinds of instruction, and we're hungry for that. We're really hungry for that, especially at a during a time of challenge or a time that's unusual, a time that's unexpected. We want guidance. We want directions. Many people are going into some kind of panic situation. But... No matter how simple these teachings are, actually the simpler they are, the more we toss them to the side. It seems as if we yearn for difficulty, for challenge, for obstacles. We need to prove how strong, how smart we are. Okay, I can overcome this as if we are stronger than everything and we must overcome. And also as if our life is a battle, a battle, a struggle. The harder we struggle, the strong more we fight, the more we will win, overcome. And yet the opposite is really true. When we take that point of view, we're going to struggle, we have to fight. One day after day, we actually enjoy complaining about our hardships 
and blaming others for them. We blame everyone. We blame everything. We search some therapies or some practices. Search, who can I blame now? What's the cause of this? I want to know, you know, what has caused this and how can I how can I be free of this cause? How can I blame this person or that or this situation? Or even myself, of course. Unfortunately, when we're immersed in blame, who do we blame the most? Ourselves, of course. Pretty hard to see the truth then. Pretty hard to live wisely and joyfully when we're engaged in that kind of an undercurrent. Now, Zen practice actually comes to take all of that, to clear the path for us, to take it away. Zen practice is, as I see it anyway, the very simplest practice of all. Easy, very, very easy, which is why I was so drawn to it in the beginning, and I still am, of course, every day, every day, return to easy, to simplicity. It seemed to clear away for me all the endless complications and confusion. And it really makes our dilemma all the more apparent, like what it then puts a microscope on our life as we live it. Whatever is going on, it we, we can see it because what are we doing? We're not doing anything. We're sitting on the cushion or on the floor or on a chair or wherever we can sit keeping a very careful posture, not moving. That's an important instruction. Just a few instructions. Sit down, don't move, hold the posture until the bell rings. When the bell rings at the beginning of a sitting and at the end of the sitting it rings. In between, that's it. You're just there. And whatever comes up, in your mind, in your body, in the world. You experience it, you, you see it, you feel it, but you don't move. You don't run away from it. You don't try to make it better. You are just with it, receiving it, seeing it, feeling it, whatever word you want to use, doesn't matter. The bell rings, you get up. Whether you want to sit longer, you get up. Whether you don't want to get up, you get up. You don't get up five minutes before, you don't get up ten minutes later. When the bell rings, you get up. And then what do you do? Well, who, the Sangha, which is the group of people who've been sitting together, you all walk together very slowly, step by step, continuing simply even when you're moving, in a way you're not moving, you're moving, but you're paying attention simply to your foot on the floor. That's it. It's so simple. It's much, very hard because it's so simple. And you, and you just keep going until the clappers sound. Those are two wooden clappers which sound. They announce usually the end of the walking period. And what do you do then? You just all together go to the cushion the clappers sound again, and you sit back down for another sitting. Sitting, standing, breathing, walking, that's it. Very simple. Why is it so hard to follow? These teachings are easy to follow, though. Lao Tzu says no one <laughs> follows. 
of course, that statement, which I love, no one follow. I love it. Love it. No one follows. It's very rich, multidimensional statement. On one level, he's saying, there's no one there to follow. You just do it. This personal ego driven self dissolves. So we're just part of the rhythm of life where we're floating on the stream of life, we are going with whatever comes wholeheartedly, 100% going with it. Can't avoid it. When you're in the zendo, when you're in actually, you can't avoid, when you're actually practicing in that way, you cannot really avoid anything. So wonderful. And then at one moment, you, you sometimes you, you're served a cup of tea, a piece of chocolate, whatever is served so wonderful because you're quiet you're not moving you can really taste it you don't have a thousand other things to do all you have to do when tea time comes is drink your tea when sitting time comes all you have to do is breathe sit watch be when walking time comes all you have to do is walk Something else within you knows the way it does it. Your frantic mind, which is constantly dreaming up all kinds of scenarios, it becomes irrelevant. It's in the background. And fortunately, the more we sit, it, it seems to dissolve, goes into the back, comes back again, of course. But we are able to be with it in a different way when all these thoughts, scenarios wishes, dreams, fantasies begin to accost us. As we practice, we are able to put it more in the background, not pay so much attention to it. Let it just be part of the picture, not run the show. So it sounds so simple, but it's so applicable for every moment of our lives. What's running your show? What's guiding your day? Hmm. Such a beautiful question. Again, the thing, the beauty of Zen, the simplicity of those questions, and we just pause when we take it in. What's running my show? Who's in charge? Is it my mind, which is going crazy day by day, up and down, in and out, all kinds of thoughts, feelings? We, we pay a lot of attention usually to that rather than to sitting down <laughs> and breathing and feeling the feet under our, the ground under our feet when we walk and drinking our tea. Now these things sound so silly and simple, but they're not silly and they're not simple. They are our very they are simple, but they're not easy to be with and they are our very life itself. And the more we want and engage with these complications, this endless drama, the more we engage with it and get pulled in like a tidal wave to it, the more our very simple, beautiful life is lost. You know, I had a very funny and lovely little conversation on the phone <laughs> yesterday with, with someone who said, you know, I was so frightened by this, that many, you know, all of this different news and so forth. And then they decided to just go for a walk. They went outside and she said, you 
you know, the sun was shining. I felt a little breeze blowing. I felt a little guilty, but I really enjoyed my walk. Like none of that was there for me then. I could take half an hour and really feel at ease. She felt at ease. She felt comfortable, comforted even by the little breeze, by the walk, by the feel of the air on her face. She said, I felt comforted for half an hour. And then, and then the mind, of course, returned. Now, I found that very interesting. She felt a little guilty even about feeling okay in the midst of all this enjoying the day. She said, how could I enjoy my day when so many people are suffering? These are really everyday life koans. Very important questions to absorb. The truth is the more you enjoy your day, the more you'll be able to help and see through the suffering the more you'll be a force for sanity and clarity and calm. And another question, another koan that emerges out of this experience she had is, well, while she had decided to just take her walk, she was actually following the teachings then. She was doing Zen practice then. She was not giving her life or the day or the show over to her head, to the thoughts, to the dreams, to the fears inside. She was simply walking when she walked. She was feeling the f her feet on the ground. Maybe she had these thoughts, but her attention was elsewhere. You know, they were there in the background. Maybe they came, they went, whatever, like mosquitoes on a summer night, biting you, boom, boom, a little bite here and there. But she was, she gave herself permission to follow the teachings, which was what? To walk when she walked, to really be there, to really enjoy it. So I want to ask you a question. Where was all the tumultuous pain then when she was taking that walk? She wasn't in her mind. She was right here enjoying her walk, being with what was actually right under her feet and right under her face right now. What happened to all the pain and terror at that moment and though that half an hour and it potentially for the rest of the day and for many of us potentially for days and days. We are generating this panic by our thoughts and the news we attend to constantly. We're letting that run the show. It's part of the show. It's there. But there's a lot more right under your nose to attend to. I go back to the question, a very simple question. Why are these simple practices and truths and teachings so difficult to follow? It's not only the Zen teachings. They're beautiful teachings, beautiful from many, many paths, many, many pathways, many religions, many practices. They're very beautiful teachings. And I always wonder that even as a little girl, why are these, what, why is there such a big gap 
between the teachings, what we hear, what we are taught, and what we actually follow, what we live in our everyday life. That seems to me to be crucial, essential, essential question. Let's reclaim these teachings, whichever ones that really speak to you. Let's reclaim them. Let's live them. Let's be them. Let's keep this chorus of terror that goes on in our mind and in the world. Let's keep it in the background. We can be aware of the facts of what's going on, but all of these stories, dreams, fears, memories, on and on and on, let's not let that run the show. Okay, well, it's almost time, believe it or not, I can't believe how quickly this went, to pause, to stop for today. Um, our podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. There are many, many, many episodes, almost two years now. So I'm happy about that. It's a feast of, of, of episodes if you enjoy it. <laughs> it might not be a feast, but whatever it is, if you care to listen to some more, they're there. Due to the pressing requests I've received and what's going on, I've started also another podcast called Turning the Tide, Breaking Free from the Virus of Fear. This podcast is dedicated to the practice of releasing. There is a wonderful practice, which I've also engaged in for many, many years, of releasing, letting go, and dealing with feelings. It's a different, you know, it's very, to me, and it's hand in glove with Zen. It's like, it's like, for me, Zen practice off the cushion. It's just another way of dealing with feelings. And I'm going to present that practice on this other podcast, dedicate that podcast to presenting that, the process of releasing step by step, and how to do it. And, and I want to offer it to others. Because I think it's so vitally wonderful and precious and so badly needed at this time. So that will um, the pod, um, the um, website for that podcast is www.bestselfbooks.com, and it's basically called "Turning the Tide: Breaking Free from the Virus of Fear." And it's actually the, not just fear, but a new way to be with all these feelings that accost us. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate the opportunity to hear from you. Keep your emails coming. My, my email address is topspeaker at yahoo.com. I really enjoy reading them and communicating with you. Thank you again. And truly, truly, I'm here if you need to talk. And, 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 and I will wish you a beautiful, beautiful day. Just take a walk and really walk. Take your tea. Sit down on the cushion. Everything you need, everything you need, I, I promise, is right here. <laughs>